This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Carl. And I'm Peter. And joining us this evening, someone we've actually met. Can you believe it? <laughs> and from the Two Holland Back podcast. How are you doing, matey? I'm great. Yeah, I mean, my back's, I've, I've, I've had a bad day at work. My back's a bit out, but other than that, I'm fine. Yeah. Oh. Can I say, you're wearing a great badge there. Where did you I get am. superb badge from? Some really nice people at a award ceremony we attended recently gave me it. Was I felt like I had to wear it. God bless you. God, God bless you, you, sir. Can I ask a question about the award ceremony? Everybody listening to this is going, oh, God, he's going on about the award ceremony. <laughs> yeah. The meal that was served, right? Which, oh, which was... No, 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 hold on. Hang on. No, 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 no. It, it was what I can only describe as a smear of mashed potato. <laughs> that was it, right? <laughs> smear. The peas... Were it, uh, peas de la bullet hard. I mean, they're bloody awful. But the pie, and people will know that I know a fair bit about pies. I've done enough research for this one dinner in my life, uh, over 50 <laughs> years worth of pie eating. I was next to Carlos, and we conducted an experiment. I cut it in half, and it was an air pie. There was like <laughs> 90% of it was filled with air. Now, I watched the Great British Bake Off uh, pastry version thing the other day, and uh, Paul Hollywood comes out and goes, oh, there's a bit of air in there. Fuck off, you don't know what you're talking about. And he supports <laughs> Liverpool, and it was at Anfield. Go and fucking sort those caterers out, Hollywood, honestly. No, honestly, anyway. don't get started on the meal, because I messaged the other lad when when I first got into Liverpool and said, are we going for any food before we go? And they were like, no, because they're doing meals there. And obviously last year at the Mercury Hotel in Manchester, they did like they did a main course and a dessert. Oh, but this year, it was only caught, a main course. It's caught Justin out, because um, Justin was... You know what? I, every time they came around, I went, so 
dessert? And they sort of looked at me as if to say, no. <laughs> and the third person I asked, they went, so what is it, cheese and biscuits? And they went, no, that's it. And I went, hey, that doesn't <laughs> constitute a meal, what you've just given us there. No, it, was, it was like a spoonful of, of, of mash. Someone had put gravy in the mouth and spat it on the plate. And that was about it. I, 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 yeah, I was gutted because I was going to go to McDonald's before we went and I didn't. And I was absolutely starving and I regretted it massively. We had our Christmas dinner in Weatherspoons beforehand, a few hours we before did. that, so it was it was all yeah. good. It was good. We had a pre bacon burger with a pigs in blanket on top, and we decided yeah. that was going to be our Christmas party. So we sort of <laughs> filled our stomachs before we got there. Thank God, otherwise we'd have been home in the streets of Liverpool, going, "Is there a McDonald's near here?" <laughs> there would have been somewhere. And and I know you're <laughs> thinking that you didn't do well on the meal, but I, I don't know if these two guys. I don't remember anybody anybody spitting gravy on our plate. Our plate was bone dry. <laughs> I want some of that spat gravy. That's what I want. No, it's that flicky what? thing they do now in. in Posh chefs, don't they? They flick sauce at plates rather than actually just, you know, drown the food anymore, which is fucking stupid. By the time they got to table 50, which was us... They, they thought, fuck it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. Just give them that without gravy. Be fine, la. And uh, we went, hmm. That's, that's they, they Jamaican in the kitchen, were they? they were, yeah, they were. <laughs> Other accents are available. Excellent. Good stuff. Move on. <laughs> move on. Move on. We've, 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 got to, we've got to talk about football at some stage, really, haven't we? Mm. Because, obviously, it's the championship. We get to speak to, to and for, I think, the, the third time, I think, at least. It must be a hat-trick for, for the Prediction League, which you'll be looking for to no doubt but Hull Liam Rossini when we got to speak to you first of all he'd, he'd just kind of taken over and then kind of a few months later it was like no no he's doing pretty well he seen, he still seems to be doing pretty well take mm. us through Hull's season so far how the how the Turkish owner is still doing lovely things because we like to hear about nice owners just saying and uh, how's old Tufan doing <laughs> recently Tufan's not been doing that great but he's coming back from an injury so I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and just say he's not fully fit because he started the season on fire he had he had four goals in the first four games of the season I think where he got a hat-trick first of his career at home to Chef Wednesday and he seems to be the kind of player that is a home player if you get what I mean yeah. when we're away from home he seems to be a bit of a passenger and I think if it wasn't for injuries recently he wouldn't be starting away from home but at home, definitely, when the impetus is on us to attack, he's he, he gets that bit more freedom and, and attacking sort of expressive. They take the shackles off him basically at home, and it, I think he feels a bit more comfortable on the ball and and, and works harder. I don't know. There, there seems to be two different two fans. It's it's a bit bizarre, but no, yeah, Liam Rosini is very great, very very good so far. I mean, last season our strength was clean sheets, keeping goals out because we couldn't really score goals. You know, he kept us up comfortably in the end. And then this season started and it was a case of what are realistically our expectations. A lot of City fans would say top 10 is where we should probably be aiming. Um, and we found ourselves, I think we're eighth at the minute. We were sixth until Cardiff scored two late, uh, last minute winners and then West Brom won. So it dropped us down to eighth. But we're in a position now where we've had a lot of injuries to key players. We're, we're a bit indecisive in the final third and we're leaking goals, but we're still in a position that's so strong. So you feel like as a, as a fan base, especially at the minute, that when it clicks for us and we sort out those little niggly problems that we've got in the side, we'll be genuine top six contenders. And we've got some very exciting players in the side. I mean, Jaden Philogene's mm. one of the best players we've had since the Premier League days. I mean, he is an absolute, he shouldn't be in this league, absolute bomb of a player. And yeah, I just feel like we're, we're, we're in an upward trajectory. I think the, the, the club off the pitch and on the pitch is both in a very good place. Like you say, the owner's brilliant. We've had no five-star holidays or anything this year yet, oh. but he has, he has backed he has backed Rosinha in the in the in the transfer window. He managed to somehow 
when the, the, the Philogene transfer for five million quid. So, yeah, I, I, I imagine we've got two or three players lined up in January because we've got a couple of positions that need one. Um, but the, the Rosini-Ragin partnership seems to be really working and, and on the pitch and off the pitch, like I say, it's just it's, it's been brilliant this season so far. Very good. Well, Jaden Philogene Bidace, to have his full mm. name, we called him out when we did the... Uh the opposition view versus Cardiff and Cardiff didn't fucking turn up. So we decided to do what we normally do, which is let's go and pick out the team, the team's highlight via stupid names. And for once we got it right. I mean, that mm. is a hell of a signing because I remember Liverpool at one stage were, 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 were coming in for him in, in the early part of the season, probably would be part of an under 21 set. I mean, had they bought him in fairness, but he's done incredibly well and it has, has been exciting in the championship now for a season and a half. Yeah, I mean, last season, I think he got four goals all year. He's already on five with four assists in the 11 games he's played. So, you know, he's, in terms of goal contributions, he is he's up there with one of the best in the league at the minute. How we managed to sign him, I've, I've no idea. I don't know if it was a mixture of, of the owner just being what he is and very persuasive or, you know, he bought into what Rosini wanted to do. Aston Villa do have a buyback on it. So we bought him for $5 million, yeah. but they can buy him back for fifteen. but it only activates if we're in the same league so if they get relegated or if we get promoted they get first dibs at 15 million and then if another team comes in says offers 25 million Villa have to match it so we have to then say to them do you want to pay 25 million for him back and that's how it's kind of working Villa fans will tell you it's a glorified loan it's absolutely not but no yeah he's been absolutely brilliant all summer our owner was saying about this one of England's top young talents that we're going to try and sign and you're just thinking you know it's going to end up being someone really underwhelming and and it went on for ages. And then finally it was announced that it was him. And we were all like, there's no way he's coming towards. And he did. He officially signed. And you just kind of watch him now and you just think, how is this guy at us? It, it doesn't quite make much sense. Every time he gets the ball, he's just every, the whole seat, the, the whole stadium, sorry, stands up. And yeah, he's, he's an incredible player. And I just feel like, um, especially with how he's performing for the England and 21s at the minute as well, you know, he's he's a Premier League player in waiting. Whether or not that's with us, it, it will be in the near future, I would imagine. I have, I have, I, I have Some my suspicions. Right? Yeah. I have my suspicions that somebody at Aston Villa is currently enjoying a slap up holiday in Turkey somewhere. That's my guess. That's <laughs> yeah, right. my guess. Yeah, I could imagine so. Let's just take a look at this from the from the championship point of view and, and Aston Villa. So so you've gone and got, you know, Philogene a bit ace and Middlesbrough went and got went and got hold of Cameron Archer and we ended up with Courtney Hawes and Keenan Davis. Great. We, we almost got Keenan Davis <laughs> when we were in the negotiations for Philogene. We were apparently going to do a very similar deal with Davis and we were going to buy him for a million quid and they were going to have a five or six million pound buyback. But in the end, he chose Udinese, I think. Yeah. He went to the end of us. So. Yeah. I think he chose Udinese. I think he had to oh, go. No, well. uh... <laughs> I, I believe he got injured instantly as well. So maybe yeah, we got to the like him. That's unlike him. Yeah. In fairness, we'll probably get him in January. He's a very, very flexible player. He can, he can be injured in both the UK game and also the Italian game now. He's very continental in terms of his <laughs> uh, lack of fitness and unavailability. Oh, never mind it. When he came in and he tried. And in fairness, let's that, 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 say it here, he scored that goal on two and a half minutes against against that lot up the road when we dicked them 4-0. God, that's <laughs> still a memory, isn't is, it? Is that, is that worth 35 grand a week or whatever it was, though, Peter? No, I, but, I, but in terms of slagging him off, we'll give him that little... That little, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Pro, it, pro part. And in terms of the fact that we're not paying him anything now, that's a nice memory to have. I've, and, I'm, and I'm clinging <laughs> on to it, clinging okay. on to it very hard. So how, how has your form been in terms of uh, up and down? You've been mentioning certain things to sort out on the pitch, but 
you think you've got solidity once that once that takes place. How how has how has the form roller coaster been for you? We're consistently inconsistent, if that's an accurate phrase. Nicely done. Um, Welcome to the championship, everybody. We, we, we tend to be either good at home um, or away, not both. At the beginning of the season, we couldn't get a win at home. We we, we beat Chef Wednesday, but then sort of just kept drawing um, at home and then away from home, we were getting good results. And now it seems to have swapped. In a week where we've got two home games coming up, that's pretty good because we've got Rotherham tomorrow night and then we've got obviously you guys on the weekend. So mm-hmm. hopefully, if our home form continues, that could be a good points tally, but... No, we, we we seem to be, we seem to have sacrificed that defensive solidity that we had last season for you know a bit more well throwing more bodies forward and scoring more goals, which is working. To be fair, I think we've only not scored in two games, so it's one of those where would you want us to be more defensively solid but score less goals kind of thing? I mean, our owner's big on the entertainment factor, so I believe he's quite happy with where we are. But the only problem is that the goals we tend to concede are individual errors, and it tends to happen very very often so in games there will be two or three opportunities where our defense tries to gift you a goal so it's up to you whether or not you take it most teams tend to do so um, but we're very good at coming back from behind i think we've got the a league best of 10 points recovered from losing positions so when we, we tend to go one nil down and then recover it that's what we like to do we came from two nil down at swansea the other day so we, we kind of upgraded that one but no we, we we're very good going forwards and a little bit suspect at the back. And then, I mean, to be fair, I say we're very good going forward. We've got some very young players up front that decision-making at times can be quite poor. We're in a position where, and, and it sounds mad saying this as a, as a Hull City fan, because after the few years we've had, we should be higher than we are. And that's and that's based on when you look back at the games we've drawn or that we've lost by a goal or something, and we've had more than enough chances in that game to have won or drawn it. I mean, I look back at Leeds and Adama Traore missed an open goal. Southampton, we should have been 4 5 nil up at half-time before they even scored. There's just so many games where, you know, Philogene tried to round a goalkeeper and then take it back instead of just shooting. The lap a couple of times has done the same. Mm-hmm. But you're going to get that with youth and inexperience, that naivety up front where, they, you know, they, 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 they don't quite make the mind up to it, but it seems to be getting better. So I'm hoping that as the season goes on and a couple of good additions in January, um, maybe a couple more experienced heads up in, in the front line, might sort of get us to that next level that we're trying to get to, but we're just trying to find that balance at the minute, I think. Please, please don't set us up with, there'll be some goal opportunities, and if you want to take them, then you can, because you just know <laughs> that you can't. Well, I, well I, had to, I had to add some 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 crumb of optimism in there, because I know you guys have had a couple of ideas as well. <laughs> God bless you. Cheers, Anthony, mate. Throw us a bone, <laughs> Could be worse. Some of us could be travelling up to the game, so I'm really looking forward to it now. Well, I mean, it's only it's only half an hour for me, so so it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, home games oh, tend to be that way. Yeah, yeah. Long long story short, my it's my birthday weekend this weekend. And I was oh. due to I was due to go away, and my flight has been cancelled. So I thought, what oh, better no. way? What better way to rectify this and go and see well, fucking Watford play? And go Where to were Hull. you yeah. going? Where were you supposed to be going? Germany. Germany, and that's yeah. been cancelled. It's been cancelled, yes. Yes. Right. Okay. That hardly and seems sufficient. You to make sure he has a good birthday. You save it yeah, to well, you, I mean, three points would be lovely. That would be excellent. <laughs> Take those now. It'll be a 1-0 with a two-fan 91st-minute winner just for you. That'll cheer me up. That'll really He's cheer me up. You off now. Carlos. Carlos, Justin, yeah. have we told an opposition view uh, guest to fuck off before? I'm not sure we have. I think we've got an open relationship. Yeah, I so, reckon so. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. 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 yeah, we've we've been cheating on you with 22 other oppositions. <laughs> there oh, you go. Yeah. Take that. Talking about 
you know, kind of goal scoring. Oscar Estupinian last year mm. seems to be getting good numbers, but he's gone off on loan to, is it Mets? I think it is. Yeah, and, it is. And now, but now you've got Liam Delap, as you mentioned earlier on, who I think there are, there are high hopes for, for Liam Delap. He seems to be very, very well considered. What happened with Estupinian? Because I know we went, oh, great numbers. And you went, yeah, but kind of last yeah. what 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 happened for, for the rest of his season and why why is he why is he now taking out his anger on on french goalkeepers <laughs> oscar is one of those players where and i feel like they're very rare nowadays where he's the type of striker that doesn't really offer you anything other than his coaching ability so <laughs> when, when, oh. when you've got a manager like rosinia that wants to you know he, he values hard work a link up player teamwork you know, being able to 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 adapt and, and play multiple positions and do do the kind of stuff that we do. Oscar didn't fit that. If you put the ball in the box and it fell to him, he was scoring. But other than that, he didn't really offer you anything. So we knew Rosinha instantly was going to... He tried to phase him out last season, but we just didn't have enough players to take his place. Mets came in and said, we'll pay £2 million just to learn him for the season. And considering he was a free transfer, we've already made a profit on him and then he's going to come back to us in the summer. Okay. So it's, it's one of those where... It's quite a weird subject amongst us fans at the minute because there's been some games like Plymouth at home where we've had countless chances in the box where if a certain Colombian was up front, we'd have probably won them. But then you also think about the system that Rosini tries to play and how he doesn't really fit into it. So it, it it was a move that made sense at the time. And then when you look back at it, you think we could probably do with a player like that at the minute, even just to chuck on for the last... 15 20 minutes of a game so hopefully he goes over there and scores a lot of goals and sort of keeps his confidence and momentum up and then we find a way to to integrate him into the squad next season or we sell him for another profit so it's a win-win really a a forward who doesn't do anything outside of the box if you deliver the ball in the right way he'll score uh uh, listeners if you could just insert your own punchlines here it would just help us an awful lot Uh, Mileta (laughs) Rajevic we salute you sir good luck on Saturday oh wow there you go there you go I'm gonna actually actually sorry I've got to ask you one more question though I I absolutely have to I'm gonna ask you for the team and I want you to give me scores out of 10 as to how good you think your club is in relation to these things Physicality. Six. Technical ability. Seven. Tactical nous. Six. Counterattacking. Eight. Pace. Eight. And possession. Eight. Cool. That's interesting. I like this very much. I like that very much indeed. Yeah, our our pros, I think why earlier in the season we were better at home than we were away is because when sides try and play football against us we exploit that space that's how we oh want you'll be okay play. then we won't we won't make that yeah. mistake we don't but it's if teams sit back and, this and, and defend we, we we tend to struggle to break them down Huddersfield as our last home game was an absolute nightmare because we just watched 5-4-1 they had some big 6 foot 9 guy up front and then they played literally 10 players at the back <laughs> just tried to grind out a nil-nil from, from the off and it was one of the most daunting things I've ever seen managed to break through in the 92nd minute but we do tend to struggle to break them down. So if, if you come and sit back, it could be a frustrating day for us. Mm, very good indeed. Very good indeed. Well, we thought we were going to see some counter-attacking uh, tomorrow when we play Norwich and you're at home to, uh, to Rotherham. But mm. you sound like you've got kind of more of a threat, both counter-attacking and pace and possession. Ooh. Yeah, we're, we're lightning on the counter, which is something that I feel like in in the last few years we've not been able to say, but this season we've got, Jason the Keeler, we've got Scott Twine, we've got Jaden Philogene, the laps frighteningly fast for how tall he is. 
we, we, we're the most fouled side in the league by about 40, I think. And it's because we've got players that literally just want to run at you with the ball at, with pace as well. So teams just tend to go, right, I'm just going to take you down then. And then possession-wise, that's literally the building blocks of what Rosini wants to play for us. We signed Ryan Alsop as a goalkeeper to help add to that system. So we will play out from the back. We're very strict in the way that we do that. We've kind of become used to it now whereas we had quite a lot of errors when it first came out as you as you would you know learning a new style of football but this season with the with the addition of tyler morton with seri and mm-hmm. then you've got your ball playing center hours with alfie jones and jacob greaves added to the goalkeeper we, we're just we're very comfortable on the ball this season and we, we tend to come out of games with you know 58 to 60 percent at least at the bar i think we have nearly 80 against huddersfield which tells you what kind of game that was um but yeah that's 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 how rosinia will set us up and that's how we tend to play every game Hi, this is Troy Hawk, and this is the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <whistles> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi, this is Jan Mulby, and this is the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. In in that case, I think I think we're just about at the point where uh, whereby we have to uh, see whether or not the the rubber hits the road as we enter that part of the show. And I do call it a show, which is, as always, it's the DNSYE Completely Rubbish Prediction League. No! God, please, no! No! Now, you Good luck, Hans. Good luck. I, yeah. I can't remember what I predicted for Leicester. So oh. I, a little bit a little bit of me is, uh, hmm, well, I wonder if I've got this right. Well, we oh, we, we have a couple of videos, and, and I think we're going to have to let Ant know what's coming in a way um, here. So uh, you will remember this last time we made it nice and simple. There was the EFL, there was Justin, there was Carlos. You came on and got loads of points last year, which didn't go down very well with Justin because he blew it in the last game. But hey-ho, there you go. So now what we have is... We we have seven teams. We started the season with six. Uh, a dog got on board, and then it's all got unnecessarily complicated. The good news for Carlos <laughs> is he is no longer bottom of the oh, league. Oh, you little beauty! He went. He went three-one to Leicester, and it ended up two-nil to Leicester, which gets you two points because you got the right score difference. Artificial stupidity got one. I got a point as well, as did the EFL. So there e- we go. EFL were running away with it. They are indeed. They uh, are indeed. Points Arti- of order, Mr. Chairman, if I may. Yes. At this stage, please flash that back up on the screen again. I beg your oh, pardon. here we go. <laughs> There's no need for that. Here we go. Well, at this stage, Carlos is only two points behind me. However, however, he may well be after tomorrow's game against Norwich above me, which means I get to go before him in this round. And uh, he's, he's, also, he's, there is the possibility <laughs> that you will still be above him. In fact, there's a, yes. every likelihood that that will be the case. So, no, hey, but good try. On. Go on. What? <laughs> you've just realised you've been dissed. Yeah, I've been dissed. <laughs> he's been dissed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Excellent. It was okay. bound to happen. As you were. But I'm just saying. Anyway, so what happened basically was it, it was going so badly last season that, that certain people decided to get involved with the whole thing. You can no longer select 1-1. I have to explain this as... Uh, as our guest from Leicester got really annoyed that we wouldn't let him have 1-1, simply on the basis that 1-1 is its own prediction score. It's there in second place, 1-1. Just there you go. So you can't have 1-1 and you can't have anything that anybody else has predicted. But what we then have is JP Backgammon. JP stands for John Parslow and Backgammon. And basically these guys are providing us with videos. We put out on the Twitter, on, on Twitter so that people can see exactly what's going on. Now, I don't know what's gone on with John and Hull before, but, well, let's pick the bones out of this after with you, Ant. Welcome to Hull. City of Culture 2017. Frankly, words fail me, but luckily, Philip Larkin is here to take up the narrative. A cut price, proud, urban, yet simple. Dwelling where only salesmen and relations come. Within a terminus and fishy-smelling pastoral of ships up streets, the slave museum, tattoo shops, consulates, grim head-scarved wives. Luminously peopled air ascends. And past the poppy's bluish neutral distance ends the land suddenly beyond a beach of shapes and shingle. Here is unfenced existence. How? City of Culture, my ass. Fucking hell. Now, oh, John. a problem with the North. Uh, J- J- exactly. J- uh, John, what the nicest man we have ever known has a secret hatred of Hull. And Philip What's Larkin there, there, everybody. Philip Larkin. No, no, we all expected the House Martins, you know, Happy Hour perhaps to be playing. No, 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 no. He's gone for fucking poets. God, what's going on with that? Honestly. I don't know. I feel attacked. Well, get him on the phone, someone. I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to his people. Talk to his people. Find out what's happening. We'll see. Well, anyway, he he has been rolling dice in a in a joyful and happy way, but on, honestly, Hull has sent him to a very dark place indeed. Did you notice the tiger coasters sitting in the fire? Yeah. I in mean, for, for those people who, the... who haven't yet seen the video, which we will, we, we, we will put out because it's strange. I, I, have uncovered, I have uncovered a slight problem, though, Ah, if, if I may. Go on, then. When he's, he's rolled the dice, which is excellent for video, and it comes up with a little graphic, but he didn't actually tell you what, what no, it was. He didn't. Oh, he didn't. All he, said, all he said was Hull... City of Culture, my ass. My ass. That's not a forecast. <laughs> you know, John. Is, uh, I, 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 is anyway, the fire represent hell? I think it was. I think it was. It was very, very kind of Edgar Allan Poe-esque. I, it, was a, it was an odd one. He ended up predicting uh, via the power of the dice. Now, John has, John has done this for every single game so far this season, including for Stoke, where he, he went up a ladder and had, had a fan blowing on the... Uh, on, yes. on, the, on the backgammon sets, and he's got various different coloured dice. It's all very, very strange, but he's gone for Hull City 1, Watford 2. Anyway, so that's kind of where we've gone with this sort of thing. It, it seemed... can't get any weirder than that, can it? Well, you oh. say that. You say that. <laughs> three three games in, and, uh, and Ben got in touch with us and said, I think my dog can have a go at this, which is where Jarvis Cocker Spaniel comes in. But now this is genius. Whole City versus Watford, and today we've got something a little bit different. We are scrapping the cups, basically because they're full of teeth marks, and we're replacing it with 
Bum, bum, bum. Oh, yes. Now, I know what you're thinking, Carl, Justin and Peter. Surely Jarvis isn't allowed to change his prediction methods halfway through a season. Well, if Man City and Chelsea are allowed to get, with, get away with everything, so are we. So let me introduce you to the Wheel of Destiny. Or maybe the Wheel of Uncertainty. Or, no, I know. We'll call it the Wheel of Shyness. Okay, here's how it's going to work then. Jarvis is going to telepathically tell me when to stop turning the wheel of shyness. And hopefully, that's when the first ball will drop out. And that will give us the score prediction. So here we go. Here we go. There it is. There's the ball. Okay, let's see what we've got. So this is the prediction. And it is Hull City 4, Watford 3. This is going to go well, isn't it? So there we go. Owner of shite. I love the it's song. Owner of shite. Yeah, that is fantastic. I like the dog better than the one before. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. <laughs> uh, Mark I that under no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> yeah, it's open. It, it, it has opened some questions. It has opened some questions. I feel. How are you going to take that to somewhere like the King Power and do it? Is my first question. How does that work if you draw sixty-seven? What do the numbers go up to? Because that said 43. So that was number 43. So his prediction was 4-3. Is 6-7 ever going to be a prediction? Could, can is 9-9 nine, nine ever going to be a prediction? Can I, can I point one thing out here, Justin? Right? We've got a yeah, cocker spaniel who's been drawing, mm. who's basically been drawing predictions by mullering paper cups for the last seventeen or eighteen weeks. He's now bringing yeah. in a tombola, and you're going, "Oh, hang on, this is this is stretching credibility." <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, yeah, but yeah, I, no. I, you know, I don't think the do- well. First, two things for me. I I do agree with the the audio there that you know changing it halfway through the season seems a little bit you know, dodgy. And he's already Ooh. been deducted points. We know this dog has got history. Primarily because Se- you wanted them gender docked. Yes, yes. <laughs> secondly, secondly to that, there was not actually a lot of dog involvement. He's just staring at his owner, turning the tombola of shit. So mm-hmm. I think that we need to we need to think very long and hard about how we get this dog involved more. Okay. We'll see if we can get the dog to actually rotate the tombola. Right? Obviously, he will need opposable <laughs> thumbs for that, so we may need to wait for evolution several thousand years. You're, Other you're, than that. I feel like there needs to be um, an investigation into whether or not the telepathy is actually a thing as well. Thank you. Thank you very much, I completely agree with that. There's a lot of telepathy going on there. It was more a case of, I've turned the wheel and the first ball's fallen out. Yeah, you're yeah. right. This It's so good to have Anne's eager eye here because you know telepathy between dog and owner is something that in in this whole fucking load of rubbish we kind of just go exactly. oh, we'll, we'll just let that roll <laughs> anyway um, right well that does help actually because no one i think i think i speak for everyone here no one was going to go for a four three so i think that does help well yes then pressing random number generator which is basically God. artificial stupidity has gone three two to the tigers so, so the scores that we have are John's very bitter two-one Watford win and, and, and a huge dislike <laughs> of Hull. Now, now it, we are we are nothing if not a an even-handed and kind of equal opportunities piss-taking kind of organisation. So, 
you know, I, I think it's only fair that we we give we give Hull a really good opportunity to say all the good things about itself. So I went to uh, TripAdvisor and, and looked up tours oh, no. in and around Kingston upon Hull, and it gave me the first one was. Hull Tour app, Hidden Gems, Game and Big Britain Quiz. And there's a picture of the deep, which I think we'd want to find out about that. After all, this is the show that did the Trenton Monkey Forest, a world of good in tourism. And then there is Zombie Scavengers Game. This sounds like an away game to Luton, if you don't mind me saying so. But from three and four and onwards, it starts sending people to York. It starts sending people Dark Chronicles, Horror in York, Deathly Ghost Tour of York, and, of course, Justin's favourite, the Yorvik Tour of York. I mean, you know. Oh, I love that, yes. What do you yes. think, What do you think if, if anybody's coming up early, what would be a good attraction for, uh, for, for people to look out for in, in Hull this Saturday? I mean, yeah, the deep. Obviously, let's get that one out of the way first. is is great. I feel like it's perhaps something that's like a once a year kind of thing, especially for people that live nearby. It, it's just got loads of fish in it, basically, and sharks. And it's good. You can do like sort of interactive bits in there where you can hold certain things, and it, yeah, it's quite cool. And there's penguins in there actually now as well. I believe They're little Gen Ooh. two penguins. This is an um, aquarium, so, by the way. It isn't just the football. Yeah, game. yeah. It's a yep. submarium. I don't know what the difference is. A but it's apparently a submarium. That's a new word. I like that. Cool. Yeah, um, I don't know what it means. I'm not even going to pretend to know. But no, I mean, I think the thing is about City of All is 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 it's better. I mean, it won City of Culture in 2017 for things like this, where the the city centre itself, the cobbled streets, you know, the, the sort of trapped in time look that it's got some, uh, at some places. That some of the museums are free, and you know, the marina's beautiful. There is a lot of areas of the city that are currently under roadworks because they're doing massive road renovations about the um the, the, the a63 into into hull so they're, they're sort of making it a bit better but it's just they've been on for it ever uh but some of the some of the shopping centers st stephen's princess key they're all beautiful it is it gets a lot of stick but i feel like a lot of people i've been to all recently i mean i'm not gonna say it's the best city in the world because it absolutely isn't but it, I mean, it's got hidden aspects to it it's got the uh, england's smallest window we've hit hit pay dirt people we're in the land of green ginger Mm. sorry let's get this because people will be coming along and and, and looking for small windows all over the place where can they find said smallest window in the world yeah so if you go towards princess key shopping center then you go down wifergate there's literally like a left um, event, you'll see it eventually. It's um, got a little plaque on the wall. It just says England Smarts Window. It's literally just about that thin. That's about it. Wow. Uh, you see it and you go, that's video, cool. And that's postage about it. stamp. It's a postage stamp that he's just sort of put up there, fingers wise, I think. I can't, I'm trying to think. It's less than an inch thin and it's quite, so it's elongated, but it's very thin. So it's it's like that. Oh, yeah. But my postage stamp analogy was wrong because yes. it's more of an object than a square. Okay. Yeah. Something, something I've been meaning to do on every one of these things is to find a local business to kind of sponsor the podcast in an, in an unofficial way. I'm going for the whole test center on this occasion. Uh, they do MOTs. Thanks for, for that. I thought you meant it was like a gonorrhea clinic or something. I was really going to go. It was a large possibility of that one. That's just where your mind goes. A hundred Skullcoats Lane, Hull HU51EE. They do uh, MOTs, etc. Got a four point eight. Google review summary, although someone has said BMW owners beware, they don't like servicing them and charging excess. So if you've got a Beamer, don't go there. But everybody else seems happy. So there you go. That's the oh, whole is, test centre. This is great. Yeah. This is great news for all of those Watford uh, Watford supporters who are driving not in a BMW and need to get their car MOT'd on Saturday whilst out the game. Brilliant. I, I, I actually drive past that every day on uh, if I'm going to a home game. 
So I, I drive past that. Oh, have you go. got a BMW? Out? I'll nip in and tell them that you guys have given a shout out. They'll be well. Please do. Have you got a BMW? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Justin's off to, off to free tickets to go there, but as it's not a tourist <laughs> yeah. attraction, it probably exactly won't work well. Anyway, would you yeah. drive? Which if Justin, if they offered you a free MOT on your vehicle, would you drive up to Hull to get your vehicle MOT'd? Well. It doesn't need an MOT for a few years or a couple of years because it's sort of new. But if they did, I would certainly consider their services as I don't drive the MW. Yes, and that's why Justin's not in charge of budgets. So there we are. Um, this, this, has gone, this has gone off kilter even more than our normal prediction leagues, which are, let's be honest, completely shite. Never mind. We come to our guest then. We come to our guest. And uh, I've forgotten what bloody scores you can't have. You can't have 3-2 to Hull. You can't have 4-3 to Hull. You can't have 2-1 to Watford and you can't have one all. Other than those, what do you think the score is going to be at the formerly 8KCOM stadium? MKMM, what is it? The MKM stadium. And there you go, it? the MKM stadium, Saturday, 3 o'clock. What do you think the score is going to be? 1-1 one, one tends to be the banker at home, so I'm quite sad that we're not allowed to do that one. Yeah, um, that, that, yeah. that small avenue um, of pleasure has been soldered shut. No problem. <laughs> the, the high-scoring ones, I'm, I was never going to go for anyway because we don't. The, the, there's never any high-scoring affairs at home this season, especially. So I'm going to go for the logical one nil, which tends to be what we've I think we've done twice in a row at home lately. Rotherham tomorrow night, hopefully, is a bit more than one nil, but. Yeah, I'm going to go for the safe 1-0, I think. 1-0. Carlos, as you are currently below Justin on the table... <laughs> Maybe not. We don't know what happens tomorrow, Peter, yes, against yes. Norwich. But on the basis of it's not the day after tomorrow now, Carlos, what do you think the score's <laughs> going to be? <laughs> it's not Christmas yet either, but it will be soon. I like it. Well done, Peter. Good good, good control of that situation. Yeah, um, you're welcome. I'm going to go for, because, only because I'm travelling up there and it's my birthday weekend, I'm going to go for a Watford. Oh, no, 2-1's gone, hasn't it? Has there really been a 2-1 Watford? 2-1 to Watford has gone to John Beckham. Yeah, it's the guy who doesn't like Hull. Oh, yeah. For fuck's sake. Oh, I'll, I'll, say, I'll go the opposite. Because, because go, that puts him one. in a world of one. <laughs> go, go on, I'll go Hull, nil, Watford, one. Ooh. Justin, what are you going to go Could for? You- well, you may have to remind me of the myriad of other bloody scores. So myriad. I can... <laughs> good, good use of the word myriad. I like that Love very much. Love a myriad. Indeed. Well done. You can maybe take you. my glasses off. You that. cannot well go. You cannot go one nil to Hull. You cannot go three four yeah. to Hull. You cannot go two three to Hull. You cannot yeah. go one nil to Watford or two one to Watford. Okay, so can I go two one to Hull? You can. May I select that score, please, Peter? That means four teams have selected a one goal or a win by a goal to Hull. There you go. This is good. This is good. Okay, one, two. Wonderful stuff. So the scores we have are the EFL is choosing a 1-0 home win. Justin is selecting a 2-1 home win. Random nonsense is a 3-2 home win. A 4-3 home win is predicted by by a dog with a tombola of shite, which may or may not be legal, according to Carl. I think he's after him to be docked more points, primarily because he's still struggling against him. And by the way, the dog has been docked a point already this season. He's he's, he's a nightmare to kind of manage. He turned up late and pissed. Yes. It was. Oh yeah, that was Millwall. did that, yeah. Carl's gone 1-0 to Watford, and John has predicted 2-1 to Watford and the fall of Hull as a city and civilization. it would seem. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> can, I, can 
I suggest, Ant, that you're going to be sending your mate Nathaniel in or Will next time so you don't have to go through this nonsense? No, no, um, no, no, no. Absolutely not. This is, this, this is my thing and my thing only. No one else is going to do this for it's oh, therapy best. for him. There's only there's only so much I can ask other people to do. He'd <laughs> oh. never come back. I'd lose him forever. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there we go. Well, there we go, everybody. We we can look forward to that at the MKM Stadium, which is a phrase I've just learned. Amazing. Well, there we go. That you'll be pleased to know, Ant. That concludes That's the end. <laughs> <laughs> that concludes our opposition view. Thank you very much for coming on. Obviously, we won't wish you luck on Saturday or the reverse fixture, which is Peter. It's on oh, Saturday, good. the 20th of April, currently 3 pm kickoff, subject to the usual old shite from telly people in order to gain maximum upset for people following their sides because they don't give a toss. Mind you, by then it'll probably be a dead rubber, so maybe not. Hopefully, so not for right. us. Hopefully, not for you. Yes, you'll be <laughs> looking at the game, that's oh, no. right at the arse end of the season, isn't it? It that's is. That's, that, that's mm. the, we've got two two games after Hull, and then that's it. Our last game of the season is Plymouth away. So that'd be oh, a you, isn't it? Fuck, isn't that's an awful one for days. you guys. Uh, that that is a great one, actually. Wear fancy dress, so that'll be quite fun. What, as the Spanish Armada or something? No, I ain't decided yet. I want to do, like, because there's a few of us going, I want us all to do something that that matches or or whatever. But, uh, yeah. I think one of my favourite ones I've ever seen was the McDonald's... What's the clown? What's he called? Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald. There was a load of them outside of KFC at a... And then one... Service station singing, you're that, shit and you know you are. That is peak humour, that peak. Yeah. Justin, I, I love the speed at which you came back at going to Plymouth in fancy dress. What are you going as? The Spanish Armada. First of all, brilliantly quick. But secondly, how precisely does one dress as the Spanish Armada? Is it an ensemble piece or do you just do it by yourself? No, you do it by yourself. You you sort of dress up as a ship individually, I think. And then you, um, but then the you burn them whilst they're on you. Loads of ships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry, it's Plymouth and Francis Drake and stuff. I, I, I just I just feel like you have to explain that a lot when you're down there. What, I, what have you come dressed I, as? Well, what? Spanish Armada, clearly, look at it. I, <laughs> why are you on fire and currently drowning? <laughs> <laughs> I'm role-playing. Okay, anyway, let's finish this wonderful opposition view. <laughs> and it was lovely meeting you the other night. It's been fantastic. Yes, it was. Please look after Carlos next Saturday. Make sure he enjoys his House. birthday. Yeah, how f- how far is the walk from the station to the ground? World's smallest window. Yes, uh, less than ten minutes. Fantastic oh. news, and, and that's that's a good thing about Hull as a way day. I think is that as soon as you get off the train, you are surrounded by pubs and your real net oh. stadium. Mm. Oh, fantastic! So this is that's like I'm like a pig in shit. I'll be most happy. <laughs> we must conclude this nonsense. We must. We must. Otherwise, we'll be here all evening. It's been absolute pleasure speaking to you, and thank you very much for coming on. Do not scratch your eyes. We will do this again in April. Great. Thank you very much for coming on. Cheers for having me on. Honestly, my favourite podcast to come on really is. Oh, look at this. And that's not just because we have a mutual admiration for pies. With meat filling, people. With meat filling. That's what they need. (laughs) The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. 
from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.